The sun's a shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove, beer showers. It's just the very best time for an old Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver, so ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I wanted to start off a talk and there's been some you know, questions about the process and I wanted to go over the process of how we got here today. Uh, last year when it became apparent that there would need to be a search for a new chancellor, our, bo- our board thought that the best approach would be to develop a profile uh, of what the various constituencies within the Ole Miss family wanted. Uh, the board enlisted our former commissioner, Glenn Boyce, for help in developing that profile. He spoke with many alumni, faculty, staff, and students and gained input and then stepped aside. At that point, the search was officially started. Um, I was named chair, chairman of the committee. Uh, Martin Baker of uh, Buffkin Baker, a national executive search firm, was hired by the board. The campus search advisory committee was informed, which was 38, 39 people, uh, various backgrounds within the Ole Miss family. Uh, in our initial meeting, each member gave feedback uh, about what they were looking for in our next chancellor. And with that information, the board then completed the profile, which was a 10-point profile, which has been publicly released and shared with all the candidates and also helped uh, in our interview process to answer certain questions about each, each aspect of the profile. At that point, uh, it was the nomination process began, and anybody who had any nominations for our position of chancellor, uh, it was asked to be sent to Martin Baker, our first consultant. Our board charged Martin Baker to find the candidate that met our profile uh, whether it be someone who was interested or someone uh, who may not normally be a candidate. He was also instructed to reach out to anyone who was nominated uh, and given the instructions for completing our process. Dr. Glenn Boyce received more nominations in that nominating process than anybody else. We began a national search and continued through that process for four months. Initially, uh, Martin Baker uh, contacted Dr. Boyce and he requested that he not be considered a candidate uh, at that time. After a thorough national search was conducted, it became evident that the most qualified candidate was Dr. Glenn Boyce. Martin Baker, our consultant, then reached out to Dr. Boyce again. Dr. Boyce offered to have discussions with the board 
in the event the search process did not result in a candidate that was the perfect fit for Ole Miss. Uh, he wanted us to go through our process and find the best per person for Ole Miss. If we did not find that person, uh, he would be available uh, to serve in that role. Um, as the process continued, it became clear that he met the profile better than anyone else in our search. Uh, he came in yesterday at the board's invitation uh, and had an interview with the board. Uh, the board unanimously felt that he was the best fit to lead on this, and we truly appreciate Dr. Boyce's willingness to serve in the role as chancellor. Dr. Boyce. First, let me say that I appreciate your time this afternoon, and I wish we had gotten a chance and an opportunity this morning uh, to talk face-to-face, -face, and I look forward to meeting each of you sometime in the future. Uh, I just can't tell you how excited I am today to be here and to represent the University of Mississippi as their chancellor. I appreciate certainly the Board of Trustees and all the individuals involved in this search, including the CSAC committee and everyone else. Um, I'm looking forward uh, to this position, obviously, and I'm excited about the fact that I can basically come home because as an alumnus, this place has uh, meant so much to my wife and I and to our family. It is an amazing institution with great things going on. And I'm looking forward to seeing if we can take it to new heights and push it to new levels. And I know we will. And I will tell you that I've got a, a vision uh, for the institution, and I won't go into that. I'd like to hear your questions. But I have a vision for the institution that we can imagine what could not even be imagined. And uh, we're going to complete that vision. We're going to work very hard. And I would tell you also that first and foremost, I'm always been a student-centered individual. And I don't say that lightly. Lots of people use that term, but I don't say that lightly. Uh, so I will be incredibly engaged with our students, highly visible with our students. And I am looking forward to our students being the most creative, innovative students anywhere, any place that can compete globally. And it's my intention uh, that those students will also have the leadership qualities and skills brought to them through their endeavors here that will make them the future leaders of our state. And I'm excited about that prospect and excited about working with them. That's really why I entered the field of education. And here I am toward the end of my career, I guess. And now that I'm a, a chancellor and plan on working many more years, I'm glad that my passion for students is as stronger, stronger than ever. So that's the only comments that I have. I prefer to uh, just answer questions. Okay, uh, we'll open it up to questions. Desiree Frazier, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Good afternoon. Yeah. Good afternoon, Desiree. Your reaction to the response that um, some faculty and students are um, protesting about your selection and the way that the process was handled? Uh, my response is uh, that our students exercise their freedom of expression, uh, and uh, I understand that and recognize that. And um, we are allowed to do that through our Constitution and because we live in a free country. And I think that's wonderful that we have that opportunity and that right to do that. I would say, however, that it's also important at some point when we have civil discourse and conversation and the venue requires respect, that we eventually come around to that respect as well. And so that the uh, venue itself 
okay, can conduct its business. So having said that, um, that's my comments uh, about that. And uh, I, I, I won't uh, address the process. I'll leave that up to Dr. Dye. Uh, Dr. Boyce, this is Taylor Vance with the Daily Journal. Um, how much uh, money were you paid as a consultant, and uh, will you be returning the money that you received from IHL? Um, I don't know the exact figure. I think it was around perhaps uh, 87000 maybe was the exact, maybe something like that. I don't know the exact figure. I think it was, uh, but it was something like that. And uh, uh, I don't know about returning any money to IHL. Uh, I was paid for consulting services and performed the work and feel like I performed the work effectively and feel like I did the job that I was asked to do, certainly. And by the way, I, uh, I performed that work uh, for the university and for a university that I love and care for deeply. It was kind of a pilot process so that we could take in that people would realize that we were very interested in making sure that we got the right fit for this next chancel. So essentially, do you think that it was appropriate to be paid to hire, hire yourself then as the next chancellor? I didn't hire myself. The Board of Trustees hired me. I didn't hire myself. And I didn't, uh, there was nothing untoward as far as the work I did for them. And once I completed my work, which was completed before the search ever started, once I completed my work, I was finished. I didn't do uh, any more work during the period of time that the search was conducted. Uh, Dr. Boris Wayne Herford, WTPA. Yes, Wayne. Uh, just wanted to ask you, uh, how do you go? About, how do you plan to go about uh, bringing the university, uh, bringing both sides back together at the university? In this, because uh, it seems everybody's sort of up in the air right now. Well, I think that uh, candidly, I think that you saw you saw. Um, young people today and a few other folks uh, express their freedom of expression, like I said, but I will tell you that there's awful lot of people out there right now who have texted me, honestly, by the hundreds, who are showing me tremendous support. So I just think that at this point in time, you haven't heard from those people yet. And uh, so it's not like, in my, in my view of things, I feel like I've got tremendous support out there. And while we've got some work to do and we've got some challenges, uh, we certainly will tackle those. And I will tell you that one of the things that I do is I value being a strong communicator and I value being a strong listener. And I can tell you that uh, I will be visiting with our students and I will be visiting with our student leaders. They will be absolutely some of the first individuals that I search out in order to spend time with and to talk through this entire process. There's Kirsten Garris with Fox 13 in Memphis. Um, for the process of selecting a new chancellor, is student or campus input a part of that process? If it is, when did that happen? And if not, why isn't it a part of the process for a new chancellor? We had we had a lot of campus input. Um, when we spent, I guess it was September 5th, the board spent nine hours here on campus with a listening session um, to hear viewpoints from all different constituencies. 
We also had the, the CSAC committee or the Campus Search Advisory Committee composed of 38 individuals from different aspects of the Ole Miss community. They gave us their feedback of what they were, you know, our feedback actually on the interview process helped us determine who we who we interviewed. Um, and then we talked to people, you know, Dr. Boyce's role as a consultant before we started was to go out and talk to people and get their input. Uh, so I think we did a really good job of getting input from a lot of different people. Uh, Dr. Dye, um, you uh, mentioned the uh, CSEC committee, but um, I've had multiple sources, a part of the CSEC committee, who have told me that um, Dr. Boyce was never brought in for um, a formal process, he did not apply, and that he was not ever scored by CSEC. Um, so do you think that this process has been appropriate, um, especially considering that um, Dr. Boyce was not brought in for um, uh, round of interviews with uh, some of the members of the CSEC committee. Taylor, if you look at our process on the website, our process clearly outlines we had multiple candidates that were not brought through the CSAC process. Our, our policy allows us, if the board deems necessary, to have candidates bypass the CSAC processes within our process as outlined on the IHL website. Um, we, we adhere to our process. Um, uh, throughout this this whole this whole uh, process, um, so and, and actually we we uh, we had two of the uh, CSAC committee. Our co-chairs were involved with the interviews. The rest of the committee was not involved with the interview process. Doctor Dye, uh, this is Jeff Ami with the Associated Press. Uh, even in some instances previously. Uh, where the board may have uh, moved quickly, it has chosen to present a, present a preferred candidate and take campus input. Why did you not do that in this case? Well, we, we, the board felt like at this point, um, this, this search has had a lot of challenges and twists and turns. Uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of division in the Ole Miss family right now. And we felt like the best thing to do was get Dr. Boyce on board as soon as possible to help unify the Ole Miss family. And we didn't, and that was a decision. Dr. Boyce, this is Nick Suss with the Clarion Ledger. Uh, Ford said at the top that initially you did not want to be considered as a candidate for the position. What changed your mind yesterday? Uh, I will tell you that um, as I was asked to come in and visit with the Board of Trustees, uh, it became clear that from the profile that was developed and from the challenges that the campus community was under, that I was, um, as I would put it, and I, and I will tell you this gets somewhat personal, okay? And that is that my love for the university and what the university has meant to not just my life and my career and advancing my career, okay? But this is where I met the love of my life, my beautiful wife, this has led us to three wonderful young ladies. Uh, all of us have successful careers launched because of this university. Each of us have a degree from here that has meant the world to us in terms of our futures. And when I sat down and started thinking about the challenges and uh, what I could do to help the university, it became very personal quickly. And you don't know my story, and I don't, I know we don't have time for my story, sometime call me and I'll let you know, but just in a brief way, 
I want you to know that in 1978, a poor kid from upstate New York drove 1,300 miles because a lady at the other end of the phone with an accent he didn't quite understand said, trust me, we have room for you and come on down. And I came and this institution embraced me. I trusted them and the rest is history for me. And I sat down and thought about the 41 years since then. And I will tell you that all 41 years, and whatever successes and whatever great things have happened in my life, this university was in some small way a part of. And so that's why I made the decision to see if I could help. And that's the only reason. So why were you initially uninterested? What's that? So why were you initially uninterested? Oh, I was, for me, I wanted the process to play out. I wanted to see what other candidates were out there for the board. It was up to them. Uh, you know, that's why. And I wasn't in a position at that time to really, I didn't, wasn't thinking about it very much at that point in time. I had other things that I was doing and I was uh, just moving forward thinking about what I was going to do in my retirement years. And so I just left it at that and turned it over to the board. Or this is Neil McCready. You referenced uh, twists and turns in the search. Can you elaborate on that? Neil, this has been a very uh, difficult search. I think you know, uh, there's been a lot of rumors out there, a lot of names that got out for, you know, and uh, I'm not going to comment on all that, but it's just been, this has been more of a complex search than any I've been involved in. Um, and that's, that's kind of all I'm at liberty to say. Um, uh, it's just kind of had more twists and turns than other searches I've been involved in. Glenn, Ben Gear for the Ole Miss Spirit. Um, you talked about unifying Ole Miss and uh, your love for Ole Miss and this, that, and the other. Then why not just give back the consultation fee? Well, let me just say this to you. I think you've given me something to think about. And I do appreciate that. So absolutely, I will take that into consideration. But I do think you've given me something to think about. And, uh, you know, so I do appreciate that. And I will think about that. Even though I don't find anything that would be unethical or anything dealing with my integrity with the work that I did and performed. Because I feel like I did it at a, a high level and uh, ultimately helped launch the search, even though I wasn't a part of the launch. <coughs> Dr. Boyd, Boyd, for those students out there that were protesting your selection today who would like to have another chancellor selected, what would be your message to them and what are you going to say to them when you eventually meet with them? Yeah, my message to them is, uh, is that I'm sincere about their futures. That's my message to them. My message to them is I'm sincere about uh, the University of Mississippi and how we embrace them. My message to them is, given time, they will recognize how student-centered I am, and I think they will come to appreciate that. But, of course, that's going to take some time. And so that's my message to them. I've spent my entire career, and anybody who wants to check on it, I've spent my entire career really focused on advancing institutions through student success. It was always about the students, and it will always be about the students. And everything that we try to do, they will be at the heart of the issue and the heart of the conversation. 
Now, a lot of people don't do that, and sometimes that's challenging and difficult, but nonetheless, we can never lose sight of that. And so that's going to be my message to them. Uh, Dr. Boyce, there have been um, numerous reports that have uh, said that you intend to hire chip pickering as part of your administration. Uh, is that true? Uh, that is a... That, <laughs> I don't know if I can even comment on that, but I would say, suggest to you that that is a rumor. So I guess that answers that question. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Dr. Boyd Thompson with the uh, Oxford Eagles, had all eight candidates that were supposed to be interviewed uh, Wednesday and Thursday, had they all been interviewed or did y'all cut that process short after Mr. Boyce's interview? I'm not going to comment on, you know, our board never released a list of candidate interviews. It's a confidential process. There, there were names leaked out, but I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to comment on, you know, we interviewed a slate of candidates. I'm not going to comment on how many or who they were. Dr. Boyce, Dr. Martin here, WCBI. Uh, can you, I, and I'm jumping in late, so if you've already answered this, uh, just, just forgive that. But can, you know, I've talked to a lot of alumni who support you. Uh, that's going to be my focus on the story today. They're concerned about uh, what they see as attempts maybe over the past few years to remove a lot of the, the heritage and history from Ole Miss. Can you say for sure in 10 or 15 years, I mean, university will still be known as Ole Miss and it will still have that heritage uh, that a lot of people are concerned about losing? At this point in time, at this point in time, uh, I can tell you that we've got to focus on today and tomorrow. I just, I really feel strongly that our narrative okay, has to be all about who we are today and who we're going to become tomorrow. And so having said that, uh, I don't think people many times uh, realize who we are today and realize just how great an institution we are. And I plan on bringing that to the forefront uh, as chancellor. And I also, though, plan on really pushing the future. And having said that, okay, uh, those conversations will take place within the context of how we move forward, both today and in the future. And so I really can't comment beyond that right now. There are certainly issues out there that I've got to catch up to, and I've got to take and have some folks in to have conversations with that can help me understand where we're at with certain issues. So uh, I cannot comment completely on some things that I'd like to, but I certainly will in the future. Okay, well, Boyd, Jack Belong at the Clarion Ledger. Uh, I was wondering, Ford, uh, uh, has there been? Just one oh, go ahead. This is Karen Blanton. I uh, appreciate everyone being on the call. Uh, your question will have to be the final one of the day. So if you'd like to go ahead and finish your question. Okay, yeah. Has there been any pushback from members of the search committee to the selection uh, of Boyce? Uh, I haven't heard a lot in the last, no, I have not heard any, okay? The, the people I've talked to on the first committee have been in support. There may be some that are not happy that haven't talked to me, but I've gotten some text messages from, you know, some committee members that, to me, were, were happy with the, with the choice. I haven't talked to all of them, it's, you know, uh, but that's, that's, that's the response I'm getting. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.